Welcome to Unashamed Unafraid, a show unashamed about sexual addiction recovery and unafraid of coming into Christ for healing. Where we talk about real recovery stories, answer anonymous questions with experts, and share resources that actually work. I'm your host, Steve. And I'm your co-host, James. And we are Unashamed Unafraid. Becky, what's up? Not much. <laughs> she's, she's thrilled to be here. I, just, I am. I'm so thrilled. That, yeah. I'm, I'm overwhelmed about how amazing this all is, the setup, and it's the legit. We're the real deal. You guys are the real deal. That's uh, that's that's shout out to the yeah. Darth Vader of audio, Jason. Yep. yep, that's you, man. This isn't just like and come into my closet and it's, it's fancy pants. It's pretty cool. I'm impressed. Hey, hey, Becky, what did you do just now? I just went into this closet with these three sexual addicts. It was no big deal. It's no big Spiritual deal. Spiritual experience. We talked about stuff. It was revelatory. <laughs> so, um, so for for those people who don't know you yeah to use our our mutual friend kurt frankham's words put yourself into context put yourself what does that even mean okay so for folks who don't know me uh my name is becky um hennessy hennessy spelled just like the drink but a lot of us here in utah don't know that um i (laughs) am a mom that's like my full-time gig so i have a 12 year old daughter a 10 year old daughter and a six-year-old son um, who acts like he's three. So you really didn't he miss. He doesn't. You he just, is. Oh. oh my gosh. He gives me. So here's the thing. My 12 year old was easy peasy, lemon squeezy, still super, super easy. Um, my 10 year old was a little tougher, but obeyed. My six year old is because I thought I knew how to parent. And God was like, mm-hmm. you sure don't. Here's, here's Caleb. You're basic. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's a handful, but I, I adore him. I, yeah. There's nothing like, like a mom's connection to her kid, to her, her son. And, and his middle name, and I'm bringing this up because I'm a little hurt. We were talking about J- Jason's uh, wife is, is due here in a couple of months. And I said, that's great. You're naming the baby after me. He said, oh yeah. no, we're actually the middle name. We actually are using James. Thank you, Jason. Which, which I'm like, what the heck, bro? So I'm a little bit hurt. So I'm yeah. now just looking for a baby that happens to have my same name. No. In fact, my exist boyfriend was named Steve. So wow, this, I'm just dropping that bomb right well, there. Well, I I can step. Are we safe? Is this okay? Have you processed that? I processed it. We're okay. good. Yeah. Okay. I've been in therapy for like the last 13 years of my life because I've been a therapist for the last 13 years of my life. Every therapist should have a therapist. Uh, agree. Yeah. Great. So um, tell us like, what do you do as a therapist? Yeah. So that's my full-time job. I've been married to my husband for 16 years. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, I remember when we went to get our taxes done, when we'd been married for like three or four and we're like, yeah, we've been married for three or four years. And they're like, that is amazing. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the guys kidding? over at H&R Block are like, good for you guys. <laughs> can't believe they made yeah. it this long. Right? So 16, I'm like, we've been married forever. So this is like an episode of Survivor. Yeah. So um, so I've been a therapist for the last 13 years. Okay. Uh, I specialize in trauma and have specialized in trauma since even before therapy. So I worked for DCFS for about four and a half years. Mm, bless um, your heart. Right? Tell everyone what that is who don't so know. So DCFS is Division of Child and Family Services. And I worked for CPS. Mm. which is Child Protective Services. So Mm. I was the one who would go in and investigate whether abuse was going on, and then I would take the kids. Mm. So I was not loved for a long time by a lot of folks. And now I'll cross somebody in the grocery store, and they're like, you look so familiar. I'm like, please don't be somebody that took their kids away from. Please don't be. Anyway, so I did that, and by default, because I could do that and I could handle that and I could hack that, um, I got into trauma and started to work in trauma specifically with kids at first and then branched out and did trauma with adults. And then maybe about five or six years ago, um, became more specific and focused on betrayal trauma stuff. So, mm-hmm. so <laughs> tell us a little about what is betrayal trauma? Just give us a high level. Well, first I want to, I want to give the shout out here. Okay. Like, cause if Let's people do don't know, Yikers. so I have, I have a sister who's an LCSW Yeah. and, and similar stuff. She was doing it in DC. And so if we were to compare the type of therapies doing 
that Becky's doing with weightlifting, she's like world class oh, heavy wow. weight. I no, it, it's intense stuff. It is. I mean, this it is, is this stuff. is as ten, as intense yeah. as a, as I think it gets. So yeah. th- this is this is more proven tough metal in here. Your big deal. I mean, that's like I'm gonna cry. <laughs> no, it it definitely took a a while to get. And as I was becoming licensed. I was a mom, like I was, I was mm-hmm. having my babies. And so what mm-hmm. normally takes somebody two years, it took me four and a half mm-hmm. to get my, to get my L to become an LCSW. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Lots of hard. Anyway. That's this, a whole episode. This won't become have. another, se- this won't become uh, a session for me. I have a therapist. I'll talk with him about it. It's well, and, and so <laughs> I, I still, I'm in, I'm in internships. So the direct hours are great for me. So you can yeah. just roll. But um, so I, and I guess the reason I want to bring that up is, one, uh, the purpose of this, what we want to talk about this episode is like, right, unashamed, we're kind of by addicts for addicts, right? We don't do a lot of time speaking from the wife's perspective. We have one wife on the team, Sway's mm-hmm. wife, Rachel. Rachel does all of our social media. Oh, awesome. And, and our social sensei. Can and, we just talk about how amazing she is for a hot minute? Like she is the coolest. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Oh, legit. Yes. Legit. <laughs> Um, and so we, so she's kind of like our designated, like, so how will the women feel about this? Like, oh, are we wow. doing something super wrong or like, yeah. is this <laughs> like, okay. She's you your know. measuring stick. She's the measuring <laughs> stick. Right. And our wives will all kind of look at it and, and chime in and, Ka- you know, Kayla and Christy have been yeah. on and, and, and so forth. But anyway, so we want, we did a post early on. I did a post early on, um, with unashamed with, uh, Dorothy, um, who's amazing. What, who's amazing. One of the gurus here at Lifestar. Yeah. Um, been doing it for like 17 years. She's she, like a guru. She's like a guru. Oh, per, per, like, period. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she's my favorite to go and listen to at UCAP mm-hmm. by far. Yeah. yeah. So, so I did a post with Dorothy and I was like, look, cool. Dorothy, like, what is it that the addicts just don't get about betrayal trauma? Like, yeah. don't talk to me about like, Hey, everyone hears what it is. I'm like, yeah. tell me what me as an addict just like it isn't clicking. I don't get it. Talk yeah. to me straight. Mm-hmm. And and I think one of those big points, and this is what I kind of want to lead you in with, um, is where James is going is you've seen trauma across the spectrum. Yes. Like all sorts of trauma. Correct. And I think one thing that addicts struggle with and like I struggle with is we have this buzzword of betrayal trauma and we make it sound like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to kind of internalize, I think, for some men because mm-hmm. it's like, you didn't go to war. Yeah. You weren't raped. Right. Like people throw words, you know, PTSD and this is abusive. And and people are like, what? Like, I mm-hmm. lied to you about my porn addiction. I haven't even slept with anyone else. What do you mean I abused you? Sure. Like, I didn't hit you. Like, I didn't yeah. rape you. Like, I did. Right. And so, and so you've seen the whole spectrum. So, like, is that an accurate label? Betrayal trauma? Yeah. Like, is this trauma? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, in the therapy world, a lot of times it's relational trauma. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it's called, which I mm-hmm. think That's is, the clinical term. Right? Yeah. Um, and maybe that just speaks better to my therapist's brain because mm-hmm. it puts it in the box that it belongs in, mm-hmm. like with, with that Yeah, betrayal trauma is the buzzword. Right. Um, but it... It definitely is trauma. So there's been research done. Um, my my who I would call the guru is Barbara Steffens, mm-hmm. um, who has talked a lot about and did a lot of research on how women who have been betrayed, especially in uh, sexual addiction space, mm-hmm. um, how their symptomology. Um, the way that they're showing up, the things that they're saying resemble or replicate what somebody who has been in those more classic traumatic situations have been saying. And so I think for her, it kind of clicked as like, wait a minute, so-and-so who has PTSD because of whatever, because of sexual assault or Vietnam or whatever, they're saying X, Y, and Z. The more that I'm visiting with these women or men who have had betrayal happen are saying X, Y, and Z. Is this trauma? 
And she did a ton of research. And there's been other research that's also been done. Um, she's my favorite just because I did training at AppSats through her and it was amazing. But um, yeah, what she found in her research is it, it paralleled to trauma. And as you yeah. think about it, what trauma is, I mean, you know this because you've been learning this and you're doing the therapy thing too, yeah. yes? Yeah, I'm a, yeah. Year, I'm a year into school, got a year left. Yeah, so, so you're learning this. Lamar, go Cardinals. Yeah. Yep, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so um, trauma triggers certain spots in our brain, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it creates this fight, fight, or freeze. And that is absolutely what happens in folks when they have been lied to, betrayed in a relationship. So, yes. So uh, that's I, a long no, totally. Yes. But I guess because <laughs> I, I want to make sure this is clear because I think this was really hard for me early yeah. in recovery to like grasp. Yeah, and I think it's hard for a, a lot of guys. Like, it's Vietnam. Yes. Yeah. Trauma. Like yeah. it's yeah. Genghis Khan trauma. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Like that's the only. Just like. It's the same as if she just came back from Iraq. Yeah. And like, it's yes. like, this is got, this went off the rails. Yeah. So I'm going to unpack that just a little bit. So it makes maybe a little bit more sense. Um, so how do I want to word this? I'm trying to like, not sound like a therapist so that it makes sense to people that are not therapists. Okay. So when an experience happens that... Your brain, your body, your emotions, your spirit cannot process because of the magnitude of what it is. Your brain, your body, your spirit, your emotions doesn't have the ability to integrate that and doesn't have the ability to regulate from that. That is trauma. Basically. Can you give me like an example outside betrayal? Like, give me a simple one. Um, yes. Uh, okay. So let's say, um, you are an adult who has a parent who is an alcoholic. They show up on your porch. They start banging on the door. They start screaming. They start like going bonkers. They've never done that before. Um, and it's three o'clock in the morning and you're like, what is even going on? Is somebody breaking in? Is somebody like, that would be an example. Another example is like, you're driving home and all of a sudden you see smoke and you're like, I'm pretty sure that's on our street. And your heart starts to race and you turn down your street and you're like, holy crap, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's our neighbors. And you drive closer and like, you're, you're, all of your systems are go because you're in survival mode, right? And then you're like, I won't say a swear word. I almost did. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our house. Like that's my house. Right. And, and you can't even process that. You can't even process like, we're the kids home. Do we, do we have a dog? And is there a dog in there? And what about this? And what you can't, your brain doesn't have the, all it can say is, are you alive? Are you safe? Are you breathing? Right? Like that would be maybe an example of an experience that you don't even know how to categorize. You don't have a file for it. You don't have a box for it. And when that happens in your brain automatically, like thank heavens, thank God literally that he created our brains to where we go into like fight, fight or freeze. And that is what's happening every, every time that this stuff is coming out to her, right? Mm -hmm. Or to him, if that's the case. Mm -hmm. So We can just use her. Yeah, okay. So we'll, we, we know that... Guys have this happen too. Right? Yeah, yeah. There are women that have sexually compulsive behavior yes. and, and there are men that are betrayed. We get that. But All for sake for, of simplicity, yeah. perfect. we'll Perfect. just measure the easier for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that does that break it down a little bit? Like, does that make a little bit more? I mean, oh, I know it makes sense oh, no, to you. Do you yeah, think, feel like that would well, make just sense like to you guys the, as listeners? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, I mean the, what doesn't make sense to me is how me looking at porn equates the house burning down. Oh, Yeah. 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 Cuz you have to remember Becky um we do a lot of minimizing over here sure. in Attic Land. <laughs> um y'all that can't see this cuz none of you can. Legit, I'm on one corner of the table. They're not. So when they say <laughs> in Attic Land 
Like yeah. legit, yeah. there's a land. There's a land over <laughs> here. Yeah. Well, we're, we're social distancing. <laughs> we're social uh, distancing. This is being recorded during I, I the whole COVID-19. No, I appreciate yeah. it. You guys so, are fine. I'm just joking so, with you. Right. One of the biggest breakthroughs that that addicts have, Yeah. right? Like yeah. like the people that I work with and the, and the letters we get from Ashamed, when people share their stories on here, yeah. is finally having the capacity to quit minimizing their own behavior yes. and sit with it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a revolutionary experience. Right. Like I, I remember one for, for me, I was, this was four or five months into recovery and I chose to come forward. Mm. Like, so I was gung-ho recovery day one. Sure. And my sister said to me, she's like, oh, like we're not actually close. Like if you thought like that we were close, like we're not. Like to like, you about you and her? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. Like just straightforward. And she's just like, um, she's like, and I'm sitting there with two of my sisters and they're like, oh yeah, like we know, like we were sitting at your wedding being like, don't know what's going on, but you know, huh. Be interested to see how that goes. Cause like they just, they could sense the distance in me and they, okay. like they knew. And I remember like, that was one of my minimizing denial moments that I was like, mm. I was like, I legitimately thought we were close. Yeah. Like my mind was blown. Like I, uh, I yeah. it wasn't even like a hurt moment. It was yeah. like, wait, really? Like I thought we were close. What planet are you on? And they're yeah, like, yeah. no. And so I think to James's point, mm-hmm. like, I'm already trying to minimize my behavior because sure. I can't, I can't live with myself. Yeah. So, and that's hard. It yeah. still is hard for me if I'm being honest to be like, I can't believe I've done all this crazy Well, and if you don't minimize it, stuff. it creates a discomfort that's almost hard to bear. Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes right. sense. It yeah. makes it too heavy to live with. Right. Amen. Too, yeah. Too heavy to live with. Yeah. So like how in that, in, over here in addict land, sure. like help me connect the dots that James said beautifully. Like how is my porn use yeah or or even the affair i had or, or masturbation the fact that i masturbate and lie yeah. about it yeah like how is that comparable to the house burning down yeah so when you peel back like relational trauma betrayal trauma whatever you want to call it like at the very heart of it is attachment and so when we think about attachment I'm, this is like so hard because my brain thinks therapist mode. When we, when we think about attachment, we think about like, we think about babies attaching to the mom or babies attaching to the dad, like babies attaching to a caregiver or something like that. But attachment goes throughout your whole entire life, right? So initially, yes, it is attachment baby to caregiver or baby to parents, baby to siblings even have a level of attachment, but, but your caregiver like you attach to. Then as kids get older, that attachment shifts and they start to attach to their peers. And that's why like teenagers value so much of their friends' opinions and hmm. want to be validated hmm. by that because that attachment moves over into their peers. When you choose your person, that's, that's what my wife holds. says. She says, Steve's my person. Oh, that's great. That hits home for me. She's a keeper. Yeah. When, when you, when you pick your person, yeah. Steve was not my person. Jason was my person. I did date a Steve, but he wasn't my person. Anyway. What the fuck is with all the Jason stuff? <laughs> Jason names his kid after James, yep. right? I mean, you break up with Steve, but marry a Jason. <laughs> Jeez. There might be some self-reflection in there. I don't know. Right. So, <laughs> so can I schedule an appointment with me? No, I know. <laughs> I know a guy. He's great. Um, <laughs> so, so when you pick your person, your your brain, your body attaches to that person, mm-hmm. and when you pick your person and you have sex with them, when you pick your your person and you have them hold your hair back because you're puking in the toilet because you are pregnant with your baby and their baby, when you pick your person and your guts are on your stomach because you're having a C-section and you're like, he is never going to be able to unsee this in his life. And then he's like, you are so beautiful and I love you so much. And then that person lies for years. Um, your world shatters and it, it legit feels like your house is burning down and like you're in it. And, and you can't get out of it. So does it make sense to someone who has not had that? Maybe not, but I, I would explore if your wife came into you and said the same things or similar things, and this wasn't an addiction for you, like she's your person, like that, that would, that would rock your world as well. Right. Yeah. So, well, I think like, so, so drugs have never been a part of my, like substance abuse has jam. never been a part of my, yeah, not my jam, never yeah. been a part of my, 
compulsive behavior. Yeah. And so I think about like, what if that happens? So I served my mission in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. So substance abuse is rampant. Learn that lesson. Yeah. So like, I'm like, oh, and that's what you look like when you're strung out on heroin. Right. Got it. Yeah. Um, And so I imagine like maybe I could pick that one up with what you're saying. Because like, I'm legitimately having a powerful experience right now talking to you because I'm like, what if, like, what if James, like you walked in on like Christy tomorrow and you're like, what? Like I came home early, like, why are there needles here on the counter? Yeah. And like, and you found out she was siphoning money out of your bank account. Right. And like, and then there's just this web of like, what if you legitimately. And she had a druggie that's phone number was actually on her phone that she could call at any time and get what she wanted. Right. Yeah. Like, like Dang, I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking like, I'm putting James in this deal and being like, yeah. James, like what if you legitimately went home tonight and discovered that Christy's been a heroin addict her whole life and hidden it from you? I mean. Well, right now it's just, it's laughable, you know, like yeah. I, I can't really imagine it to me. That couldn't, that and just take, couldn't be. But right? take that. Right. And that's, oh, pornography. Like that's laughable. Like that's not my husband. Like my, yeah. my husband. Yeah. He's got his stuff, like whatever it is that he's, you know, he, he binge watches YouTube. He, whatever it is that he does, he, he eats too much or he gets really angry with it. But like, but pornography like there's no way that's yeah even even pornography right or masturbation like we have sex pretty regularly and it's pretty great like in in her world no i mean there's plenty of others st- not my very similar it's right. it's laughable yeah 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 but i guess that makes sense because what like i'm hearing you say james like if that ended up being true it would shatter my reality it would shatter mm. your reality. Yep. Like yeah. you can't even hold space. Right. Yeah. Right now. That that could even be true. Yeah. To me, that could not be true. Because it goes in every aspect. Mm-hmm. Because then it's like that. That's like, what about the kids? And wait a second. This happened when we went on that cruise. Did she use? How did she go a week without heroin? She couldn't have. Where in the crap did she find it? Did she shoot up in Mexico? If she shot up in Mexico, like who on earth gave her the drugs? Were they clean? Like on, and you go, and then you're like, I can't even breathe. Like I can't even, like, it's just, that's a good comparison. You knocked that out of the park. Amen. Yes. So I'm like still thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And it's fight, flight, or freeze, right? And so you take a mama who protects her kids to the death, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking my own experience. I'm like, yeah. this is fight. Like, I'd Amen. be like... Yeah. And everybody sh- shows up their own way. Kids. I'm a fighter as well. Like, yeah. I'm a fighter nine times from Sunday. Yeah. yeah. But like, if somebody's a freezer, if somebody's a flighter, like, you can imagine how that just shattered, I think, is a really... Um, yeah. It's the perfect way to put it. That That's how it feels. And it's like, you can't even where do you start? Like, it's, it's hard to even be like, wait, is my, is my name Becky? That that's true. Right. Like that, that's real. Right. Okay. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Cause that's been for 38 years. That's my name. Okay. Um, what about that? Like every little bit, it's just like, yeah, you can't even, you can't even breathe. So help us unpack that a little bit. Cause this is a frustration with addicts. Okay. I know a like few. a frustration that addicts have, or a yeah, frustration. This towards is addicts. a frustration okay. we have in addict sure. land. Okay. <laughs> so in addict land, we have this frustration. I feel very welcome in this land, y'all who are listening. Don't be don't be sad. Yeah, I'm on the corner. Yeah, you're it's all fine. you're all welcome to come to addict land and hang they out. They just with didn't us. want to give me the we COVID. We like to talk. Just yeah, didn't want you to it. get that COVID nineteen. <laughs> um, guess that COVID. Uh, so. Uh, not joking about no. it. We know people are really suffering. Yes. That's, you have to laugh or cry about some stuff. Amen. And we're already crying about the trauma, so we can't hold space. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what I wanted to get at was it's hard, and I've experienced this, like th- I think this is the number one, at least one highly, James, you can yeah. tell me if I'm wrong on this, area where addicts get real resentful Yeah. is like, so I'll tell you one experience I had. Sure. So Kayla and I are arguing about uh, milk at the grocery store. I've shared this before. Okay. 
And she's like, it's cheaper at Reams. I'm like, no, it's not. It's cheaper at Harmon's right now. She's mad that I go to Harmon's. Milk is cheaper at Harmon's, more... says no one ever. Can okay. I just, can we just. Okay, see, <laughs> you're in the same place. Can we just so, get an amen to that? Maybe there was both a sell. These, Maybe both it was these a grocery stores, <laughs> Both these grocery stores are like a half mile from my house. Yeah. Like I'm in 7th East on Sandy. They're like 100, Y'all 614. that don't live in Utah, Harmon's is like the Trader Joe's. Yeah, and it's Reams a little is uppity. like the food for less. Yes. I mean, can well we said. just, okay. Well said, amen. Preach. So. <laughs> so I'm like, you're wrong, right? Because yeah. of course, and then now I'm thinking of Terry Reels, do you want to be right or do you want to be married? Yeah, amen. In that moment, I want to be right. Yeah. So I'm like- <laughs> Over milk. Uh, yes, over milk, yeah. right? This is sure These are the win. important things sure to gamble win. your marriage on. <laughs> so this I, was the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> yes, yes. Covered in milk. Yes, yes this, this is my Vietnam. This from Reams. Yes, okay. so, um, so I go to Reams. Like two forty five a gallon. Yeah. I go over to Harmon's and I'm like two sixteen and I'm like, sup oh, now. Watch dang. this. I'm right? gonna take pictures of it. I'm gonna do selfies yeah, with yeah. it. So, yeah. so I'm so I'm already loaded with my um unrighteous, righteous indignation. Right. Yes. So I, I'm already a little bit like wanna do the right thing. Yeah. And the reason I use this example is like recovery's hard. Yeah. So when we do something right in recovery over here in recovery land, yeah. like we kind of want to be like, we did something right. Because right. we, we kind of are convinced we do yeah. everything wrong. So it's like, we did something right. We finally got the, we want that pat on the back finally. I did we it. We want that pat Y'all, on the back. You want balloons. You want we, crate paper. Yeah. You want a party. Yeah. We do. <laughs> and so I, so we look at this and, and I'm like, okay, I'm right. And so I'm going to go home and be right. I get a call while I'm in the car. Okay. Both these grocery stores are two minutes from my house. Okay. And she's like, lit. Oh, dear. So trauma response. Through the roof. Active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can feel it through the phone even, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, dang, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm oh, like, drive around the block on this one. Ooh. Like, right? Yeah. And I've been in really good recovery, mm-hmm. like the last couple of weeks. A lot of recovery. I'm honest right now. It's all going good. And so I'm just pissed. Yeah. And I get home and I'm like, well, you can be mad about whatever you want, but milk's cheaper at Harmon's. There's the receipts, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And, and she's like way mad. And I remember Becky just being so resentful about that Mm. in the moment, because I'm just like, what do you want from me? Like, if you, like, if we're laying in bed and you're like, I don't want to have sex with you because I'm thinking about you as other woman. I get that. Amen. Cool. But we're talking about freaking milk. Yeah. And you're having some trauma trigger. So what I, what I know now, and you get back to the story is there was a lot of times in our marriage where I wasn't where I was supposed to be at the time I was supposed to be there because I was stealing money from the family business to go do prostitution. And so I, I know like logically that's what about, but like, and I, I bring up that example because like, help us make sense of that. Cause as an yeah. addict, like I don't understand why we're having trauma about the milk, some sexual yeah. ad on TV. I get why that's a trigger. Some dude's, objectifying a woman right in front of yeah. you i get it yeah. but like the milk our budget some thing at our kids soccer game yeah like can i unpack that a little bit Ask yes more questions. Please. okay because i i'm just i'm <laughs> I curious so uh what was she lit about that, that's the time okay the time and she said that yes she's like, like why have you been gone so long okay Da-da-da, and that was the dialogue and because you know immediately Gosh, dang she, it. She thinks I'm somewhere I shouldn't be. So and she's da, 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 thinking, da. I just went to Reams and back. Yes. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to both stores to prove you wrong. Yeah. So you took longer than expected. Right. Yeah. And, and this okay. distance and extra time. Yeah. Becky, we're talking like five minutes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Right. Okay. So not like I've been gone an hour. Mm-hmm. So here's here's something that I think is really helpful to keep in mind in, in an addict space. Trying to make sense of this is hard for her even, right? Like, so so trying to make sense of it for y'all is going to be really hard because, at least in my experience with the folks I work with, now I'm, I'm a very direct therapist. I'm a very accountable therapist, even as a betrayal trauma therapist. So I don't know if that's because they found me or because I've trained them. I don't know which comes first, the chicken or the egg. But the folks that that I'm working with come from this space of I know I sound crazy. 
I feel crazy. Why the F did I get so freaking frustrated about five minutes? And they're already like in my office, they're in this like shame spiral of like, I just, I'm a crappy wife. Like I, I'm not doing my recovery well enough. Somebody who's doing their recovery better would have been like, yeah, babe, no problem. Like, I'm so glad that you found that. And you're right. Harmon's is amazing and whatever. Like, what's my problem that I didn't show up that way. Right. And so to try to make sense of it, I don't know that that's like possible um, because it, it doesn't make sense even to the person who's triggered sometimes. Um, But at the end of the day, I think that when it's noticed that there's a trigger response, like realize that that's coming from a part in their brain that God created to keep them safe. Mm. Does that mean that that excuses their behavior? No. Like somebody being in a space of sexual addiction and somebody feeling, you know, being betrayed, that doesn't excuse the behavior. That doesn't mean that we get to... Meaning a, the anger. Yes. Not her feelings, no. but the anger. Right. So if she the was like... Out. if she right. If she then like hops on the computer and Googles everywhere that you've been. And then the second you come home, starts lighting you up and is like, okay, from now on, you need to check in with me every 30 seconds. And right. blah, 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 shaming blah, blah. me or whatever If that's all yeah. happening, it makes sense why. It like... The trauma is an explanation. She still needs to be accountable for that. And hopefully she's working with her therapist through that. And like, okay, this is what you do when trauma shows up. This is how to regulate your body. This is how to then have clarity, like that kind of thing. Right. But for you, it get you get to know that because of trauma, like to me, that's just a manifestation of trauma. Like that oh, is- totally. Right? Like that's, that's a, the perfect example of, but is this trauma? Yeah. Because does it make sense when firecrackers are going off and Uncle So-and-so is under the coffee table with his rifle? No. Does that make complete sense to him? Sometimes. Sometimes he feels like he's a little crazy in that space too, right? But this, this is her, this is her in, in trauma. If it wasn't trauma, if it was just her deciding to be a brat, if she was just taking a camp in victim land, it would show up different because being fully transparent, those folks do exist in mm-hmm. a betrayed space. Yeah. Yep. For whatever reason, I when I become their therapist, I help them work through whatever that reason is. But there are times when folks do it. It is few and far between. I'm, I'm just going to be real. It is, it's few and far between. And there are agencies that cater to that. There are agencies that feed that. There's therapists that feed that. You know what? You don't have to, you don't have to do a thing. He has done all of this to you. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. hold the line. You just start to do this. You police him. You do this. And he has to match up to every expectation you've ever had for the rest of forever because he looked at porn and touched his penis. Like it's that happens. It's yeah. not common, at least in the folks I'm working with, it's not common that people yeah. are take camping in victim land. Well, and I would say like, no one heals that way. Like we're not yeah. the authority in all things, but we've heard. That quite doesn't a- sound like really great therapy, right? right. Sure, sure, and we sure. and we've heard and we've heard a lot of stories. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and all the women we have who come on, right? We just yeah. recorded a story before you. They cross this line of empowerment yeah. about taking over their that's own the life. Good stuff. That's the good stuff, right? And yeah. so, yeah, when it's like not about that empowerment, that's a, that's a sad thing. And yeah, you no. Know, so I, I agree with you on that. And no, that kind of helps. I don't know, James. That makes some sense to me. Does it make sense to you? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, she, you know, my, the, the, the I'm going sp- back to the milk thing. Yeah. The, yeah. The milk didn't make sense to, to, to Becky's point. The milk didn't make sense to Kayla. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's like, Amen. what, what is going on? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and what helped me yeah. personally is that dialogue that they're having in your office yeah. about how they think they're crazy. As the addict, we don't see that. No. Like, did you ever see that, James? Like, because we're not safe. So all Amen. I see is the F you. Why, why did it yes. take you an extra you five minutes? You see the minutes? fight or the flight or the Right. Fight. So yeah. I yeah. see the I see the trauma. Yes. And that part of her that's like, I'm lost. I think I'm crazy. Like, yeah. that doesn't get shared with I mean, Kayla didn't share any of that with me for, if I'm being honest, like years. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. A long time. Well, that's really vulnerable. That's raw. Like that. That's the that's the stuff where you need to earn the right to hear that. That's real. Yeah. 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 So the more consistent 
y'all are, the more consistent you are in empathy, the more consistent you are in honesty, the more you will earn that right. Mm-hmm. It's not just because you're their person doesn't mm-hmm. warrant you just getting that. Now, forgiveness, last time I checked, is a commandment. We have to figure out how to do that. We have to figure out our time frame and God's time frame in that. Forgiveness is absolutely a requirement at some juncture. I'm not here to tell you whether that's in your this life or the next or whatever. Right. I don't ever Also doesn't mean you're that. boundaryless. No, no. But forgiveness, absolutely, like, God said we have to do that. And so at some point in your existence, whether it's here or later, that's going to have to happen. Trust is not a commandment. The only time trust is shown up in Scripture is when God says, trust me, trust me. That's the only time that mm-hmm. that's put in there. He's not saying trust him, trust her, trust you, ever. It's trust me. Mm. So trust is something that is earned, and God works for it. I'll tell you what. He has earned that for me. He has He has put his time in to earn that for me. And there are times where, like— where I've seen folks have a hard time even trusting themselves, right? Because that, that's one of those things that like a woman will be like, I, tr- oh, yeah. I, tr- I trusted my intuition. Like I trusted that this was okay. And that the, and obviously it wasn't. Yeah. And all the second guessing starts to happen. That's okay. Like you, it's not a requirement to even trust yourself initially. It's, it's trusting God. And if you can't because you feel betrayed by him or you feel like he's a, that's where your work starts is trusting in him because he's the only firm foundation. He's the only thing that you can absolutely count on. And that's the commandment. It's it's not trust your husband. Yes, we are told to cleave unto My him spouse, and, and yeah. none else or whatever. I add a dot, dot, dot with a star. Like, <laughs> 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 like as, as long as he's, you know, safe. Well, right? well I was going to say, and, and, and that scripture and the scriptures are assuming yeah, safety safe. yeah, and assuming yeah, yeah, yeah. that trust hasn't been yeah, broken. So, yeah, that was a lot to just unpack. I think... Speaking, like staying on the honesty path, this is something that I've noticed that comes up quite a bit Mm -hmm. is I didn't want to tell her because I didn't want to hurt her. Yeah. I I didn't want to tell her because I knew she was in trauma and I didn't want to traumatize her more. And what I think is so critical, and I I even heard this on Autumn's um, interview with y'all just a hot minute ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Chris and Autumn. Yeah. That honesty is far better than lying about it and and finding out later on or not finding mm-hmm. out later on and thinking that you're safe because he hasn't told you about that. And then you go and have sex with him or you go and be intimate and share something hard with him. And then you find out, oh crap, he, he relapsed and didn't say anything about it. like the honesty is way more valuable. So yes, is it going to hurt? It is. It is. And it's going to hurt her for a hot minute. And is, is it going to feel like trauma for her? Mm-hmm. Yep. She's got it. Like she can figure that out, but not having that honesty makes it super, super tricky. And, and falling under the guise of like, oh, I didn't want to hurt you. It's like, mm, really? Like try again. That, that doesn't, yeah, that, yeah. Right. Well, that's the, that's the denial, right? It's like, nope, I didn't want to deal with this, the discomfort of knowing yeah. that I hurt you. Yeah. It, yeah. Right. That's, that's the, the truth. truth. That's amen. Right? That's yes. Preach to that. Yeah. It's never actually about her feelings when addicts make that right. comment. It's totally right. self-centered. Yeah. <laughs> and, and having I, done it on many occasions, <laughs> I'll call yeah. a spade a spade. And I, I think that it can swing the other way, right? Mm-hmm. Like this black and white thinking and, and, and how it swings to the other way is then not only am I going to tell her, I'm going to give her every single freaking detail yeah. about what happened. Right. And I'm going to verbally vomit all over her yeah. and most of those details she did not need because mm-hmm. all you've done is given her all of these other spaces to be triggered. That's mm-hmm. all that you've done. You're mm-hmm. like, yep. And then I did this and then I went here and then I did this. And then as she's driving around and she's seeing this and here and this, then she, there's all those other triggers. So that honesty, like initially that may be something that's like done in therapy. That may be something that you talk with your therapist about, or you talk with your sponsor about or, or, if you're in a group or, or whatever, but that, um, that's the other end of that. I'm not going to say anything or I'm going to verbally vomit all over her. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that addicts are aware initially. I hope that they get there, but like, I don't think, I hate calling addicts. I want to call them like people with addictions. That's 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 cool. Okay. Um, I, I hope that they get to this space, but initially 
when discovery happens, there is this relief that can come in to an addict's life, right? Or to a person with addictions, however you want to slice oh, it. Yeah. To me, it's purple kangaroos, yeah, it's, whatever. You yeah, call they, it whatever you want. Yeah, right? we'll but describe it as like this huge burden. Huge burden off, right? Off of if you're discovered. Yeah. If you disclose, still, huge burden yeah, same taken off, right? Yep. Like either way. Yep. I would say discovery is way harder than disclosure for somebody who has been betrayed. But either way, there's this huge relief off of your shoulders. Right. That weight that you felt until you blah, 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 that all over the place is now on her. Yeah. Yeah. Dorothy uses the example. She calls it the rock of pain. So yeah. it's like you as an addict are holding this rock of pain. Yeah. And you're all like, hey, spouse. So uh, I kind of want to deal with this. And it's like, Hah! and you hand it yeah. to her. Yeah. And it's like, what do yeah. I do with this rock of pain? It's not even freaking mine. And it's like, so hard because like a lot of the time she wasn't expecting you to throw that rock of pain. Yep. So she's trying to hold that with the baby on her hip. Yeah. With, I say, you got a baby in each arm? Why yeah. You like, just hold this. Or, just kind of wedge it on the shoulder there. Yeah, Thanks. Or she's working a full-time job or she's whatever. Yeah. And it's like, where... Uh, where yeah. do I have the space for this? Yeah. 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 So um, that speaks to what you guys are saying of like, no, I'm like, sometimes you get only in a space of thinking of your own comfort. You're not thinking about her comfort at all. That's another area where that happens, where it's like, I'm not putting her first. I'm not considering how she's going to handle this. Like, I'm going to spew that on her on a Friday at four o'clock when we don't have therapy for a whole nother week or whatever it is. Right. I, I can give you worse ones. Um, I did it in public at dinner with friends. Oh, there that is. So, so then she couldn't get mad at me. Oh, that's my favorite oh. avoidance one. Yeah. That I've heard. I'm sure it's hers too. She probably um, <laughs> journaled about it and framed it and yeah, it's above your no, head. Totally. Yeah. Um, so wow. I, I've got the, I've got the million dollar question for you, but dun, I want to know dun. if James has any other questions. So, I do have a question, Becky. Okay. Um, I want to, you know, this this word codependence gets thrown around out there a lot. And, sure does. And like it's pretzels been, at the grocery it's, store. It's been around for a Come long get time. Your sample. <laughs> hey, right. Hey. At I Harman's, love, hey, not Reed's. Hey, yeah. hey, I love those pretzels. My little children love those pretzel, pretzels. So on this podcast, we honor the pretzels, Becky. Okay, can your we mouth. go on the side note just really fast? So, like, this is my ADHD. Um, Biggest epic fail of my husband ever was when he gave our two-year-old who was allergic to soy, soybean samples at Costco, and she swelled up and had a rash and had to go to the doctors. So be careful with the samples that you love. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that go was ahead. a dad and fail moment. Hey, you just, no, hey, yeah. hey the, sample, the sample game's <laughs> real, folks. We all make mistakes. Sample game, yeah. samples in the okay, street okay. with Becky Hennessy. <laughs> So, sorry, anyway. yeah, this, I mean, this codependence thing You can thing edit gets, that all out. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we, we never, we never edit. What you don't know is Becky was like all worried. She's like, you guys edit a bunch of this out, right? And we all kind of glance at Jason. He's like, uh-huh. Sure. You yeah. do too, right? Compliance, <laughs> denial. We're you. good at that. We do yeah. that as addicts. Okay. I won't yeah. claim it as mine. <laughs> James? Yeah. Throw it at me. So, codependence. Yeah. Um, this is a thing that's been thrown around for a long time. It originally came out right when with the whole alcoholic thing movement came uh-huh. along and, and they kind of figured that this people living in alcoholic homes, yeah. um, it developed this, what they termed codependent behavior among the, the spouse and the children. Right. Um, and so how, how does this how does well, and it was good. It was good. It right. was codependent then. was good. Yes. But, it, but it now, was, it's, now, and it's now it's super, bad. Yeah, and now but it's, <laughs> it's super. It's like you're codependent, and now it's right. like don't you don't do not use codependent. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, it, yeah. but it's super thrown out all over the place, kind of like sure. addict, right? I'm addicted yeah. to chocolate. Blah blah. blah. I mean, yeah. just so this, these terms yeah. are getting thrown out there. But yeah. really, how does the spouse's, I guess, codependence or whatever, really play into my behavior as an addict? And yeah, or, or what are some? And can we use that word? Like, is is it taboo? You're welcome to. I, yeah. I probably will not, but you're welcome to. Well, no, no, but that's why I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying like, cause it still comes up. People yeah, are like, so, I read, I read. So we had Dave come and share his story on here. Okay. Super cool story. Yeah. Awesome. Stayed married. The eight yeah. years sober now. Cool guy. And one of his recommendations, he's like one of the best books for me and my wife would say best books for her yeah. was Codependent No More is the yeah. name of the book. They have a workbook too and that so, you can utilize. Oh, see there. Yeah. So you know it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I get, I just... Yeah. I'm with James. Like, it's legitimately on my, cel- my shelf right now as we speak. Yeah. You, like, yes. you, can we say just that word still? Just, yeah. just yeah. address well, codependence. Okay. Yep, just talk to us about so that. So I'm going to first give you my ethos. So this is where I'm coming from. 
Here, here is my bias because I am incredibly biased. So I am currently a certified clinical partner specialist candidate. So CCPS candidate. Well, I think I think we would vote for you. Well, thanks. Great. Um, I have to do like my hours and stuff like that to be able to to become a CCPS. But it's through the Association of Partners of Sex Addicts Trauma Specialists. That's what APSAT stands for. So here's why this is a big deal. Y'all have CSATs. Yes. Yes. Okay. CCPS is the partner specialist. Makes sense. Like CSATs. Right. Does that make sense? And for those that don't know, what's a CSAT? So uh, I don't even know. A uh, certified sexual addict. Addiction therapist. Addiction yeah. therapist. Yeah. I would say addict treatment, sir. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I come from that pool. Barbara Steffens is who Your has. Your hero. Absolutely. Is who has kind of like started that ball rolling and was the big wig and now has retired and stepped down. And so someone else is, um, and everything that is taught in that training is like trauma informed partner supported. And so when codependency starts to be unpacked, that is one of those words that kind of was like, ah, because, uh, codependency can have a negative connotation in the idea that there's some kind of pathology. There's some kind of problem with Help us understand what you mean by pathology. The um, word pathology. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I know for you sure say. what it is, but Great. in case you, someone else doesn't. <laughs> it's it's just like um, uh, sickness. It issue, issue in, like, yeah, sickness is a good way to put it. Emotional sickness, mm-hmm. physical. Like if you have pathology in a medical world, you had, you know, disease, medical disease or sickness right. prior to, right? So in that space, if you get uh, an addict and a spouse who has been betrayed and you start to talk about things and you go into a space of like, girl, do you realize you have codependency issues? You've got this and this and this. Instead of focusing on like the trauma piece of that, then what she's going to hear is, oh, I created this. Yeah, it's your fault. Yep. That he's and an it's going to, that, sh- that she's going to hear, like, not only did I create this, but I picked him. Like, something sick is in me that I picked him as my person because I'm super sick, because something is so broken in me, right? Oh, wow. So just, in a way, they'll, they'll shift that blame over yeah. to themselves. Yeah. The, there's the potential for that, right? Yeah. They don't always, but yeah. yeah. So, right. which is inaccurate. Correct. So, in the mental health world, we have a diagnosis for someone who shows up with a lot of the codependent symptomology, and it's called dependent personality disorder. And so if someone is showing up in this like needy, caregiving, I need you to validate me, I can't do anything without you, I, I want to fix you. Okay, and, so like super enmeshed. Yes, yeah, so yeah. if somebody's showing up in that space, we say, oh, I wonder if dependent personality disorder is present. We treat it and we move along. I mean, there, there are people who have been betrayed that have depression, that have anxiety, that have sure, OCD, yeah. and you have to unpack all those pieces in addition to the right. trauma. Otherwise, it's just, it's, it's, it's not a thing because. So codependence isn't a thing anymore. And so us, so people throwing, in my so all boat, you people throwing codependence around, you need to just stop it. <laughs> Knock it off. So, no, so here, here's so the thing. So hold on, I'm going I'm to rope some God back in because I yeah. legitimately have a question on sure. this. And I don't think I'm the only one. Yeah. So we do a lot of, uh, particularly people who are God church people. Okay. Which we're super into Jesus here. Sure. Ashamed. Yeah. So do this like, um, so Kayla, I'm, we got married at 23 and 21. Yeah. Everyone says she's young and naive, Mm -hmm. right? She's done for staying. So night this all goes down, I drop the bomb on her. She goes home. Mm -hmm. Trauma's up here. Shock's up here. Right. And she's like, can't sleep, can't sleep, wrestling with it. She has this God moment and go listen to her story. She talks about on there where God is just like, stay. Yeah. Like, and to use her words, Kayla would describe me now is what you're saying. We kind of joked about it, but tender to me. She's like, 
I knew then, like, that Steve was my person. Yeah. Same with my husband. I feel so that So, the, like, she knew, and she's like, I could, and she just had this, like, grace moment where she was, like, could separate, like, my addiction versus the real me. Yeah, that's And she huge. had this grace moment that, yeah. that allowed her to stay yeah. through the early, really rough parts and, and later rough parts yeah. of our relationship, Yeah, um, which were totally brought on by my addiction. So yeah. I'm getting the codependent piece, but here's the question I have. I'm a big Terry Real fan. Okay. Um, if you don't know Terry Real, he's a big marriage and family therapist, um, writes books and stuff. He's doing that thing. Sure. Um, and, and he's not the only one to say this. Some other ones have said this, but he says, he says, I don't know what it is. And I want to say, Terry, it's called God. Yeah. Um, but he says, I have seen so many couples over and over again, different scenarios, different yeah. whatever. But there's one truth I know. You will marry your unfinished business. Interesting. And so... I've come to believe like there's purpose sure. and, and where, what I'm getting at is I hear from a lot of women will say what my wife said of uh, my wife will now say, I'm grateful that we've had these challenges because it's made me the person that I am. And I knew this sure. was where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to go through. Sure. And so like, how do you feel about that concept? Cause to me, that's like not the mm-hmm. codependence thing. Like mm-hmm. because you're sick, you married an addict. Right. But I do see with women who don't deal with their betrayal trauma yeah. and they get out of the relationship, oh, sure. they do just go marry another addict. Right. And they're like, I would never marry an addict like that again. And yeah. sure enough, they'll be back here in Lifestar in five years with another one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm with you on the codependency thing, but then I'm not sure where that piece yeah. fits into this. Okay. I'll move over into that space. Here, here's the thing to consider when, when an addict is saying, oh, my wife is just being codependent or even a betrayed person is saying, oh, I'm just being codependent. Yeah, that's a no. Yeah. I would get curious and ask yourself, is my behavior happening because of a trauma response? Am I, am I in fear? Like, am Mm -hmm. I policing Mm -hmm. him? Am I looking through all this stuff? Am I telling him, no, you have to do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Am I in a space of fear? And if I am, and I'm, and it doesn't excuse the behavior, it's not okay. Like it explains it, right? If I am, then that's a trauma response. That's not codependency. That's a trauma response, right? So look into prodependence. Just get curious about it. I'm still trying it on. I'm not sure. I've listened to a lot about it. I've read a lot about it. It speaks a, a lot of truth. Um, to me and to my heart, but just start to get curious about prodependence. Rob Weiss, I think is Dr. Rob Weiss is the guy that, that is, it's, it's a, it's not a new thing. It's always been around, but it's, it's a different way to package that. So if you're like, I, I can't consider that. The other thing to consider is some people research codependence and they absolutely feel like that's a fit for them. Nobody can tell them otherwise. That's okay. If that's what you've identified is your patterns and how you call your patterns and what you call the habits that you have, that is 100% okay. And nobody can tell you that that's not a thing or that that doesn't exist or that that's not real. Because if that speaks to you, great. Okay, let's start unpacking how to make those patterns shift. So consider that. Yeah. Okay. That, well, that's just a big thing, right? So yeah. That's why I kind of bring in that other yeah. side of it. Yeah. yeah. To not not to balance the scales like one's true, one's not true, and this yeah. is a debate. Just get curious. It's not. But to get curious in this yeah. space, because people get stuck on, it has to be this, it has to be that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of gray here. Like, yeah. find what works for you. And you're, and you're kind of leaning into my million dollar question. So this is the... Can I just... Sure. Can you give me the 30 second commercial on what prodependence is? So prodependence is the idea that, um, would you like some elevator music to lead you in on that commercial? Yeah. <laughs> Dancing would be great as well. Um, it, it's kind of this idea and, and I, I'm new, to, like I'm rookie yeah. in it. So Google it for sure. Um, it's this idea of like, I, I, I did what I needed to do and I'm showing up because I, I love them. Like that's why I keep doing X, Y, and Z. And does that mean that it's okay? No, right? So a parent who keeps giving kid money after money after money, like to go buy drugs, the real core of that is because they they love them. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to argue, well, if you really loved him, you'd blah, 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 blah. You can't tell somebody whether or not they love their kid or not. Mm-hmm. And so it's this idea that these things that are happening are coming from a space of, I'm trying to keep it together. Yeah. It's coming from the you. place of goodness well, in you. And, yeah. and yeah. Just, it's a and, little bit different. And just, I mean, we've been recently talking about this as a group that sometimes shame is a social construct. Yeah. And sometimes people actually shame out of love because they're yes. shame based. Yes. So I'm shame based. Yes. So I shame my children. Yeah. And not it's been it's actually done out of love because I think that's how the world works. Yes. So I think I'm teaching my children how yeah. the world works yeah. and I'm totally shaming him. Yeah. Which is not going to help them in their lives. So yeah, yeah I mean you can do be trying to do the right thing and go about it the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I kind of like that concept. So as when you're talking about this other thing, what was this other thing? How did you mention that? Take me back to that. You my married your unfinished business. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Well, I'm which, sit you get, on it. which he makes it that that's not in the context of sexual addiction. He just says all marriages, I guarantee you'll marry your unfinished business. You're yeah. super avoidant. You'll end up in a marriage where you can't be avoidant. I'm curious about you're that. You're super overbearing. You're going to end up in a in a marriage where you got to turn that off. Yeah. I'm going to unpack that a little bit for myself. So the book is Terry Terry Real New Rules of Marriage, if you want to like go read his book. Or if someone's listening and they're like, who the heck's that guy? And he wrote an excellent book on Mm -hmm. male depression in the 90s, which is game changer. Yeah. But anyways. I'll try it on. I don't know We can do a whole podcast on just this section. So I'm going to move us to our our last question for you, Becky. And this is, to me, the million dollar question because like there are a lot of men who are truly working recovery. Yeah. Legitimately want to change. And sometimes they get discouraged watching their spouse's behavior, not saying it's right. Sure. Not saying it's right, but they get discouraged because they don't know what they're looking at, myself included. I don't know what recovery from betrayal trauma fully looks like. I'm not sure what she's supposed to be going on with her. I know what's supposed to be going on with me. I'm in my program and I'm supposed to be doing this and this and feel this and the other guys around me are too. And I get it. I'm not sure what it looks like for her and for her. And so for a lot of men, it's like, I don't know if she's working her own recovery and if she's healing. And the bad end of that is just the frustration and resentment. Like I'm getting my crap together. Can't you get your crap together so we can all be happy? And I'm worried that I'm going to work so hard to get my crap together. And then you're still going to be this traumatized ball and never deal with this. Mm. Right. That's the resentment end. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the other end comes just like, there's just a hopelessness, right? Like, it's just like, wow, I've I've damaged you so bad. There's, we're not coming back from this Yeah. and you're not coming back from, so I've known men that, that are in that place too. So I guess as best as you can, as you're counseling as women, you see it as an addict over here in addict land. Like how, like, how can I know that it's going well for her or what can I do to help her? Oh, I don't know that you're going to like the answer to that. I want the real answer. I guess my question is- We're unashamed, unafraid. You tell us the way it is, Becky. (laughs) You told me to bring the truth to by force. So here it goes. Like, why does that matter in the whole scheme of things? Because at the end of the day, whether or not she's doing her recovery- has nothing to do with you. So the honest answer I will give you give is me. why I think addicts ask this question yeah. is because they're determining whether or not the relationship is worth it. Wow. I, I, that, now that's me just like skipping over the five things they say Obviously, before that sure. and we just get real. Great. I think well. all addicts are asking themselves, and I've heard this multiple times, where it's like, this relationship's way screwed up. I lied to my wife when we got married. Mm -hmm. We show up, we're a decade down the road. No, there's kids, there's a life, whatever. But I'm, I've totally have never been my real self. Mm -hmm. I've entered recovery. I now am my real self. Mm -hmm. I've always been unhealthy. She's always been unhealthy. I feel like I'm getting healthy. I'm not sure if she is. Mm -hmm. Like maybe this just isn't my person. Like Mm -hmm. maybe, because right, addicts abandonment's a big one, right? Shame. And so there's this fear that I'm going to get my stuff all together and still we won't connect and still you won't show up for me. So if yeah. we really just get the, like yeah. the, well, like, don't say it out loud, honest, it's, it, is the relationship worth it? And so I got to yeah. throw this in there. This is, this is also 90% of addicts are attachment avoidant. And mm-hmm. so this speaks to that attachment avoidant personality that a lot of us addicts are that fear of that attachment or abandonment. Oh, here we go. Here it comes. Like at, at the end of the day, And this is in a betrayed space and an addict space. Mm -hmm. Your measuring stick, the filter that you utilize, again, has nothing to do with her 
and it's 100% in God's space. So that's who you need to take that question up with. Is, so if I'm understanding you, and then I'm going to let you unpack it, I want to make sure we're on the same page. Uh-huh. I've come to you with the question. I said, the million dollar question is this, Becky. All of us addicts want to know, let the secret out. What measuring stick do I use and how do I measure? And what you're saying back to me is, you don't. Amen. Yeah. You stay in your lane. You worry about your stuff. You worry Mm -hmm. about your recovery. God's got you. God's got you. God's got her. You worry about your recovery. And if you're seeing where she's lacking, you need to take that up with God. And if you have concerns about, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing that she's progressing and da-da-da-da-da, because my guess would be, and I, I don't know, I don't have a crystal ball, I'm not a fortune teller. My guess would be if you go to God and you're like, she's just, I just don't know if she's really in this and should I stay and blah, 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 blah. God is going to hit you with the truth to two by four and get you focused back in your lane. Mm-hmm. So at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like, and that's or, where... Or if, if it really is this relationship tell needs you. to end, he'll tell you. He'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be brave. Like, if you go asking that question, you sure as heck fire better be ready for whatever answer comes down the pipes. And he may say, like he did to your wife, stay. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and, and the flip side of that is, because in Attic Land, we own the whole Attic experience Amen. over here. Yeah. And, and so I know of two men... Um, who have found great recovery yeah. and they are in domestic violence relationships. Get out of there. Right. Amen. And, and so I sat with one of these men for yeah. several hours and like he couldn't admit it. And then we got there. And, and so I'm thinking like, oh, this is really damaging. He was completely sober for a year yeah. before they even got married. And he was completely honest. And yeah. they've been married for three years and he's been yeah. sober the whole time. Yeah. And he's not lying about it. Yeah. Like he really is recovery yep. and like we should record his story on here. And yeah. so for someone on that end of the spectrum, like when God there's filters. just this dialogue of you just keep doing you and she changes, I'm like, there is some space. Yes. 100%. And some women, women are still human too. Amen. Where it's like, that's not going to be a godly relationship and it's not about your recovery. But I love what you just said. God will also give you that answer. God will tell you like across the, you just have to be ready for that answer. And willing to follow that too. Yeah. I mean, that's a scary place. That's a scary leap to take. And Sorry, go ahead. I just think for anybody. Yeah. You sure as heck fire better know that it is coming from God and not scratch. Cause Mm. scratch will get, I call Satan scratch. Cause he'll get in there huge. If you're asking should I stay in this committed relationship, right? right? But that's, and that's, I mean, that's what boot camp's all about. That's what Heart of a Woman's all about, right? Is, <clears throat> is go, can I not say that? TallWarriorHeart.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> we mentioned it every episode. Go to boot camp. Um, and, we lo- is, and we love the women's retreat too. You yeah, it's totally awesome. It's amazing. Woman. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm not Already sold out, by the way, because it's that awesome. Growl about it. It's great. But um, like, that is where you figure out, oh, I get my validation from God. Okay. So if he's over here it's and he's like a you're hot touching mess, on James's favorite thing. <laughs> and he's a hot mess and he's acting out and he's doing all his things, like I can still be okay because I get my validation from God. Oh, and it sounds so simple, friends. It is not. Like you have to unpack that stuff for years and years and years, and then you think you have, and then there's more. And it's just, yeah. But Similarly for him, right? Like he can be in that space of like, oh, I don't need to have balloons and crepe paper because I bought the less expensive milk. Like I don't need to get that validation that I'm doing well and that I'm rocking my recovery and that I'm amazing in it. Like I can get that from God. Yes, because God's going to give it to you exactly how you need it. Yeah. If God you need, and other men. Yeah. And, if, and men can do crepe paper, by the way, I for mean, other can men. You? <laughs> I, I will see. Send me pictures. I oh, don't know. <laughs> we can back that up. Becky. <laughs> like, we can back that up. I, I just think right that like that that space of am I okay for men? Am I captivating for women? Right? That space, God's going to answer that question. And the more we try to get our spouse to do it, the the yuckier it's going to feel and they're going to miss it every time because it's not their job. Mm-hmm. Right? So that, that's where that God filter comes in. I put everything through the God filter. And, and y'all, you're like green beans at the store. Like what brand to buy? I mean, don't get ridiculous. But yeah, all, all, all the big stuff and some of the little stuff like gets to go through the God filter because I trust him. And I know he knows what I need and I know that he's got my back. Do I do what he says every time? I mean, 
we go to the mat. We're on the mat right now about a particular that's issue. That's where we get yes. into the, that's where we get into the grace conversation. And so in the words of now, mine and Becky's mutual friend Lecrae. Yes. I think one of my favorite quotes from Miswell said here, if you live for their acceptance, you die by their rejection. Amen. Oi. Becky. That is like vinyl on the wall, ladies. Yeah. That is amazing. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Lecrae, that's yeah. Mark Trevor's book. Uh, yeah. Everyone should listen to Lecrae. I obviously believe that. Um, <laughs> so Becky, we appreciate you um, yeah. in your in your busy time, right? Career, mom doing all this cool stuff yeah. that you would sell your little treasure of knowledge about trauma, <laughs> betrayal, trauma, boat over here to recovery land to share yeah. some nuggets. Yeah. We well, appreciate that. Um, and so tell everyone where they can find you. You can go to beckyhennessy.com. Um, all my stuff is under one umbrella. So I do therapy. I do coaching. I have a podcast called The Path of Imperfection. Um, so you can go and find me there and you can find me on Instagram. Y'all, if I'm being real, social media is just... It's not my gem. That is the truth. But I'm there. And I'm very original. Becky.Hennessy.LCSW. You're welcome. You'll be able to find me there really easily. Excellent. And I post every now and again and maybe do stories when I remember to. BeckyHennessy.com live in the studio with us. Hopefully that helps you better understand betrayal trauma, what you needed. So hopefully yeah. for the women listening, they're like, yep, that's it. She got it. And hopefully for the men like me, you've taken something away from this. I know I have. James is nodding his head. Yes. Becky, you're awesome. Thanks, thanks. for being with us. Yeah. Thanks you for can follow us awesome. as well on social media, unashamedunafraid.com. If you'd like to donate, nonprofit organization, become an outsider, those who are accepted, bold, and unashamed, and help us fund scholarships for people to enter recovery for things like betrayal trauma and going to the retreats and addiction as well, you can go to unashamedunafraid.com slash donate and give us five stars and tell me the podcast again, yours. The Path of Imperfection. And The Path of Imperfection. Yeah. Go listen to Becky and also give her five stars on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Because that's how the whole world judges us. And until we meet again. Not God. God doesn't until, judge God us God does stars. not judge us with stars on iTunes, but the world does. Yeah, and there are aggregates, yep. conversations about whether <laughs> we populate or not in their search bars. Yeah. So with that being said, Becky, we hope that your boat comes by again another time yeah, here at Unashamed and shares your gold nuggets. And until then, everyone remain unashamed. Unashamed.